As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Welcome to Gamer Heroes, a Heroes Podcast Network production. Each episode, we discuss the latest gaming news and then bring on a guest or two for an in-depth discussion on specific games, franchises, and more. It's game time. Greetings, programs, and welcome back to Gamer Heroes, the video game podcast here on the Heroes Podcast Network. I am Derek, your host. Thank you for coming back. I hope you enjoyed our short news update episode last week. This week, I will be going back to our normal format. I will talk some news and then bring on my guest, Caroline of Danvers Cosplay, to talk about Halo and the Halo franchise. We'll be talking about the original Halo Combat Evolved, the later games, the mid-games, the miniseries like Forward Unto Dawn and The Fall of Reach, as well as our hopes and dreams for Halo Infinite and beyond. But before we get to that, let's talk news, all right? Let's do it. In the latest gaming world news, Crash Bandicoot 4 is officially a go. The game will be called It's About Time and will land on October 2nd. And it came out uh, that it will include over 100 platformer levels, which is massive. I know some of you uh, Mario players out there don't think that's, that's particularly impressive since a lot of Mario games have had well over that. However, this is a big deal for Crash Bandicoot as 100 levels is actually more than the entire insane trilogy of the first three games. If you take all three of those together, you don't get to 100 levels. So that's a pretty big deal to just have one game like that. With that said, I'm sure it'll have a $60 price tag. And according to a Microsoft store listing, it will include microtransactions because it notes in-app purchases. So what those will be, I mean, we don't know yet right? They might be power-ups or skins like costumes. Maybe there'll be a, a DLC for, for future levels and, and things like that, but that will be there. However, 60 bucks for a hundred levels I, for a modern new game is pretty cool. So uh, it's about time. We'll be landing on October 2nd, 2020 as of now. So keep your eyes open for that. Continuing down kind of the more retro route as Crash is kind of a resurgence here. Did you know a new game is coming to the Nintendo Wii and Wii U? 
Yeah, both of those consoles, of course, have been discontinued for quite some time. However, a 16-bit action game called Shakedown Hawaii will be landing on both consoles this uh, summer, early fall. So the Wii is getting a special 3,000 copy physical release of the game on July 9th in the United Kingdom. So congrats to all of you people across the pond. However, those who have a Wii U or a Steam account will be able to get a copy of the game digitally in August for a wider release. I don't know if there will be a physical version for the Wii U or not, but it's just kind of funny if you've still got your Wii or Wii U laying around, go ahead and bust that out and you can play a brand new game in the next couple of months on those consoles. So, hey, there you go. All right, so let's move on to the more modern stuff. First off, Animal Crossing New Horizons is getting its first major free update. It comes out July 3rd, and this update will focus mainly on water-type things. You'll be able to swim and wear swim gear, which is really cool because we're all on an island, right? And so there's water everywhere, and it'll be, you'll be able to go in that water, which is really cool. You'll also uh, have tons of new recipes in the update. These will focus on things like uh, mermaid and pirate themed concepts. Uh, I'm assuming clothes and items. You'll be able to uh, capture new sea creatures and bring them into the museum for your collection. So the collections will be expanding as well. And you'll get to hang out with Pascal, our otter friend. So there you go. All you Animal Crossing fans out there getting a pretty decent free update here in July, since the game has only been out since March, so that's pretty great. All right, next up, let's talk a bit about Cyberpunk 2077. So the game has been delayed again, this time to November 19th. I think I mentioned that last week. If not, I apologize, but it is now slated for November 19th. The game, uh, long-awaited game, will be releasing on uh, PS4, Xbox One, PS5, Xbox X Series, and PC all on November 19th or around November 19th. We don't know the exact release date for the next-gen consoles yet, but this will be a launch title for them. Additionally, CD Projekt Red has stated that people who purchase the game for PS4 or Xbox One will be able to get free upgrades to the X-Series and PS5 versions of those games. So if those consoles aren't out yet or you can't quite get it on release, hey, still enjoy cyberpunk and you can upgrade when you get to those new consoles but let's talk a bit more about the game and its customization so the game is being widely known for uh, how deeply customizable it is and how specific you can make your character you'll be playing as a character named v this character v is who you will play as regardless of what class you pick what gender or sex you pick doesn't matter that's your character's name just the letter v the customization is wild. So they have all the normal stuff, right? Your eyes and eyebrows, hair, skin tone, all of the things you've come to know in the, the AAA RPG world. However, you're going to be able to do uh, customizations for cyberware, right? The different pieces of electronics that you can have on yourself, uh, scars and tattoos and piercings, which has become more and more normal. You have different teeth options, which I'm not sure I've played a game that lets you customize your teeth. So that's pretty cool. You will have multiple different nipple options for people who want to focus on that type of thing. There'll be multiple options there. And then they actually separate out from tattoos and scars, body tattoos and body scars. So I'm assuming larger, uh, larger pieces that will cover you know chest and back and things like that. So I'm looking forward to seeing what that looks like and how customizable those are. 
And then, of course, the uh, the gen the genital region, right? We've talked about that before here on the show about how there'll be different options there. So reportedly, there will be uh, two different male options and one female option and then multiple sizes of the male option and then five different pubic hair options. So you can get really detailed on this. And the game, of course, is designed for adults. And if what I've just told you doesn't convince you, I'm not entirely sure what will. But there you have it. Uh, sandwiched between uh, two, two kind of more family-friendly games is Cyberpunk 2077. The last piece of news that I want to touch on here is the new Pokemon game that was announced this past week, Pokemon Unite which is a MOBA. MOBAs are multiplayer online battle arenas, usually 5v5 as this is. Other notable MOBAs include League of Legends and Heroes of the Storm from, from Blizzard. This game will be very similar to that, except you'll be playing as Pokemon. The game is slated to release on Nintendo Switch as well as um, mobile devices, smartphones, and tablets. There is no release date yet, nor um, any real details about a release window. So I don't even know if it'll be this year. However, it will be free to play, which at this point, most MOBAs are. The basics of the game are simple. You will play as a Pokemon. That will be the character that you choose. You will go around the map. You will have three lanes like any MOBA players would probably be used to at this point. And you will use your character Pokemon to attack and capture wild Pokemon. Once you defeat a wild Pokemon, if you can bring it to one of the enemy goals or bases and drop it off, without being interrupted by being attacked, you score against the other team. If you score enough on a particular goal, that goal will be destroyed. And uh, that's very similar to the tower system that a lot of MOBAs have. This is also a big deal because uh, your teams, your characters heal at your goals. So if you destroy an enemy goal, they have one less location to heal from and will likely have to fall back farther to heal their characters. The... Pokemon will have lots of moves that you can choose from as you level up, which, again, MOBA players will be familiar with. You will be able to level up and evolve your Pokemon through their various stages and earn moves along the way. You get to select moves. These are all real moves from existing Pokemon canon. However, they've added in a new feature, which are called Unite Moves. Unite Moves are when you are at the top tiers of your leveling for your particular Pokemon character. Unite moves are unique to the game and they're very powerful high-end moves that are unique to each Pokemon. So everyone will have different ones and they're very useful as, as the stream showed for attacking groups and multiple enemy Pokemon. There are no type advantages here. So Pokemon, of course, you know, the card game going back in the day in the video games, there are types of Pokemon. You have fire, grass, water, so forth. Uh, some are better against others. Some are weaker against others, right? If you're familiar with Pokemon, you understand this. Well, Pokemon Unite will not be including any type advantages. So that means Squirtle going up against Charmander is not as big of a deal as that could sound, right? But they're, uh, they will have their own unique moves. And as they level up, they will become more powerful against each other. It also looks like, without any like real specifics, that multiple generations of Pokemon will be included in the game. I don't know if that's necessarily at launch, but the demo that we saw on the stream did include Pokemon from multiple generations, though it was heavily focused on Gen 1. So we could see, you know, of course, very iconic Pokemon like Pikachu, Charmander, Squirtle, 
so forth. Um, a champ was shown multiple times, Snorlax. But there were other Pokemon like Lucario who did show up from later generations. So maybe this is a situation where they roll out one generation at a time or or what have you. I doubt we're going to see the game launch with you know 800 different Pokemon to choose from. Um, well, I guess you have to start as the, the starter version of that Pokemon and evolve it out as you level up. So there you go. But that's all we know right now about Pokemon Unite. Uh, I'll update everybody as we get more information. I think it sounds kind of cool. I, I really enjoy Pokemon, and since it's free to play, there's very little risk in at least downloading it and checking it out if you have a Switch or if you want to try it out on your smartphone or tablet. So there you go. All right, well, that's going to be it for our news segment today. This week, uh, we are talking Halo and the Halo franchise with my guest Caroline of Danvers Cosplay. This is basically your spoiler warning now. We will be talking about um, all of the Halo main Halo video games that are first-person games. We will not really be talking much about Halo Wars, but we will also be discussing the miniseries Forward Unto Dawn, The Fall of Reach, and Nightfall, which are three different miniseries that came out over the, the, the course of the franchise's history we will also be talking about halo 5 guardians especially the end of that and how that may or may not lead into halo infinite and what we think of halo infinite with the little that we know from the three teasers that we have as well as things we may want other games in the franchise we may want and that kind of thing so this is your spoiler warning at this point for halo and really anything having to do with halo we don't touch on everything of course but I don't want to ruin anything for somebody who maybe hasn't had an opportunity to play Guardians yet. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and bring on Caroline. So we'll get right back with you. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. All right, so I have with me Caroline of Danver Cosplay. Danvers Cosplay, excuse me. I already screwed up and we're two seconds into the show. Caroline good. of Danvers Cosplay. Um, we are here to talk about Halo and the Halo franchise and all of the good stuff surrounding that. But Caroline, introduce yourself. Tell people who you are and maybe a bit about uh, what got you into Halo and why, why you want to talk about Halo. 
Uh, so I have been playing Halo since I was probably 15. Um, growing up, my family actually wouldn't let us have uh, video games. And so I never really, I didn't own like an N64. I had to go to my friend's house and play it. So I was very sheltered growing up. But um, we happened to go to my, my sister is about eight years older than me. And we went over to one of her friend's house uh, and started playing it. And I just became obsessed. Um, but that was also the time of the original Xbox. And so Halo was super popular. So luckily I had other friends that also had it um, and I could go play with them. Um, but uh, it's just, I love, I've always loved sci-fi in general um, and love the first person shooter style um and so it just kind of became an obsession i guess an obsession for me <laughs> i've tried to play some other games like call of duty and uh i think i was just so into halo and so used to the controls i was really bad at call of duty so um i should probably branch out a little bit more but i'm also okay with not <laughs> <laughs> no that's fair i i have not played a call of duty game since the original xbox i can't even remember which one it was but right yeah, because Halo's Halo's been my thing. You know, yeah. I've I've been playing Halo since it came out. Um, I I I did grow up in a video game household, so I I had my first console when I was like five. I'm jealous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so my my parents got us the the Xbox when it first came out. I would have been like, I think I was fourteen when the Xbox came out, give or take. Um, and so as soon as Halo dropped, I had that and i've been playing ever since um one thing that i got to do that i think a lot of the gaming world just misses today and i think it's kind of a bummer is like land parties so yes. when yeah. i when the original xbox was out there wasn't really like online multiplayer for console that wasn't really a thing and so we would have our friends bring over their own consoles and their own tvs and yeah. we would set up a four console LAN party, so 16 yeah. players. And we were all in, in my parents' basement, um, like facing different directions. And of course, you'd have somebody who's kind of like spying Screen on watching. the other team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> or like we'd be like throwing pillows and stuff like behind us to like try and distract people. Yeah. Um, and those were honestly some of my best favorite memories of Halo and gaming just in general okay. um, that you just can't have today, you know? Yeah. Which is kind of a bummer. I mean, I guess I never really thought about it. I wonder if you technically could and just roll with some of the old games. I don't know if that's a thing that you can do. Well, if everyone, if you had an original Xbox and people had their own copies of the original Halo, you could still do it because you just yeah. need to connect to a router. Uh, there yeah. was no like online service or anything like that. So you could if you had enough people who still had that had stuff original Xbox <laughs> that worked yeah right exactly like I know I know there's one buried in the basement somewhere I don't know if it works yeah you know um but yeah and then I actually went to to show you kind of how much of a nerd I am I went to the midnight release of Halo 2 <sighs> that's so cool um at my local GameStop which very sadly closed back in January of this Bummer. year yeah uh i kind of took that kind of hard because i've been going there since i was a kid um yeah 
But my, my brother's friend and I went and we actually ended up on the local news. They interviewed us while we were waiting in line outside. <laughs> That's awesome. I really yeah. hope that you have a clip of that saved somewhere. <laughs> I don't. I wish I did. I really wish uh, I did. Maybe you can like contact the news station or something. <laughs> right? Um, yeah. So, like, I mean, I was online when the whole network crashed because so many people played the first night that it brought yeah. Microsoft servers down. and I was there for that. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, and, uh, and I remember finishing, uh, finishing up Halo 2 and coming to the realization that the story was like a cliffhanger and I'd have to buy the next Xbox in order to be able to play the next game. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, man. I honestly, oh, it's so hard for me to pick a favorite, but Halo 2 might be one of my favorites. I mean, like, the original Combat Evolved will never replace, like, nothing can replace that in my heart. But yeah. um, but Halo 2's story was so good. And I liked the length of it, too. Mm. Um, some of it was because I didn't get to play it that often. So I had to go <laughs> to my friend's house. And it <laughs> took us forever to play sure. it. So maybe that's why it seemed like it took longer. But um, I, I really enjoyed Halo 2. But, um, my, I can't even tell you how many times my sister and I played Combat Evolved all the way up to Guilty Spark. And then we're like, okay, about that flood, though. <laughs> See, maybe I'm just weird. I, I actually prefer fighting the flood over the Covenant. Really? I do. Oh, yeah. man. That, that <laughs> Guilty Spark level, because it's like some of it is such close quarters. Mm -hmm. It's just, you're like, oh, God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Um, and like, so my wife, uh, she, she likes to game, but she doesn't like first person shooters. And so, um, Ray and I decided to finally try Halo, uh, cause I've been talking about it a lot, you know, the prep for this and I'm really excited for infinite and all that kind of jazz. And so right. we, we've just played through, um, combat evolved on the master chief collection on Xbox one, her first playthrough of it. And, uh, that was really fun to, to kind of, to go through with somebody who's never done it. Right. Yeah. You know, because uh, I mean, yeah. I've, what, 19 years I've been playing Halo. So like, it's been more in my life than not in my life. And, right. you know, to kind of have that fresh set of eyes is like, it's a hard thing to get these days. So that was really cool. Yeah. Um, but my, so the second game for me is actually, it's always been my least favorite game. Really? And it's very personal why. Um, so I am colorblind. Okay. And when you <laughs> when you have to play as the Covenant, it's I, hard. I can't tell who my allies are and who my enemies are. I have and, never thought about that before. So yeah, I spent a lot of time trying to kill my own teammates um, <laughs> because I just didn't know uh, who was who, and yeah. I've always found that really frustrating. Fair. Um, and as the graphics got better with the, the later games, issues like that would, would drop off, you know? Right. Um, yeah. but for me, actually, Halo 4 is probably my favorite to play really? from just other, I think if I remove the nostalgia of the first one, yeah. I, just, I know it so well, right. I love Halo 4. I thought it was such a great step forward for the franchise, uh, that had started to maybe get a little repetitive. Fair, um, yeah. And it's either Halo 4 or ODST. I can never decide. 
Oh, I still haven't played ODST either. Ooh. I know. I know. Uh, no. Man, it's on my list um, as well as Halo 5, obviously. Okay, so for those of Derek and I have talked about this, but uh, my first console was the 360, and I was determined to make it last as long as I could. Uh, <laughs> so I kind of refused to buy an Xbox One until my 360 finally died this last summer. It lasted me like nine years no three rings of death or anything and so i still just haven't gotten the xbox one so that's why i haven't played uh guardians yet it's not that i don't want to but i'd have to like hijack my sister's yeah. tv and console for hours so um that's fair ah uh, well, so yeah odst is kind of interesting because so you're not master chief right uh, you know, and so you're you're more of a regular soldier who's not you know a superhero essentially. And they brought back the med kits, which you know okay. had been yeah. removed at that point. Um, that makes sense. And you get these different perspectives of soldiers in the same group, and it's just a really good story. And I think the narrative was done super well, and the mechanics are solid. And so I I liked as much as I love the Master Chief and Cortana story and that relationship being more normal uh was a little more relatable to yeah. play as you know hell jumpers yeah <laughs> um so it was cool that was really cool um five yeah i have i have some strong feelings about five it's a gorgeous game hands down it's beautiful you know um but i don't know we'll, we'll, we'll get to that, that i guess when we talk about infinite a little bit more but yeah um, so a couple like interesting things for those listening, the Halo franchise has actually sold over $5 billion in games. Uh, and that's an old number. That's from the launch basically of Guardians. So I assume that number is encroaching on five and a half or, or something like that with um, you know, Master Chief Collection coming to PC and it, the Halo games coming to, to Steam uh, yeah. and things like that. But that's a pretty big number when you think about it, I never really thought about it being that high. Yeah, that is, I mean, I've always known it was a popular franchise and, and that, I mean, it's basically Xbox's kind of flagship game or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. But, um, that is a crazy number. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It really, it really is. And Halo five is, was the fastest selling Halo game. Uh, I don't know necessarily if it's the number one overall. I think it is. Um, but like at launch, it basically sold $500 million, which was more than double Halo 4. Um, so I guess people were excited about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'll, that'll, maybe I'll be able to start playing it tonight. There you go. We'll there see. you go. Yeah. yeah. I think the, the biggest drawback to Guardian is that they, while there still is co-op, it's online only. See, you that's, know? yeah. I, for me, Halo has usually been all about playing with my friends or playing with my sister. Um, and so it's about that camaraderie for me. Uh, and it was really frustrating to see that the campaign was not a co-op, that you couldn't do it co-op. Yeah, that was a bit of a bummer for sure. And now that like Ray is playing these with me, like we're going to probably start two this week. When we get to Guardians, I mean, I don't know what, we might just have to skip it because... Right. I don't think she'll play it on her own. 
I don't think she's that interested. I think she's really doing it for me. <laughs> she's a good wife. <laughs> she, she is. She really, she really is. Um, so yeah, so um, we'll, we'll talk more about five when we talk about infinite and things like that. But one thing that I've never been great at, cause I, I haven't read the books and I haven't really di- dive dove into those, those things as much. I've seen, the Fall of Reach animated series, and I've seen um, Forward Unto Dawn, the, the live action mini series. But let's talk about the timeline of Halo, because I know that's something that you're really passionate about. Yeah, um, I think so. I recently got the um, Halo Spartan Field Manual, <laughs> which is I've been geeking out about for a couple of weeks now. Um, and I will say it has helped me kind of understand a lot of the timeline better and like kind of where everything falls into place. Um, I recently rewatched Fall of Reach to kind of just refresh myself on details, especially after reading this. Um, and one of my big things I like about Reach is that it kind of helps you, I guess, understand Dr. Halsey a little bit better. Mm-hmm because I feel like they kind of make her out to be a villain in the games and like, everyone's like, Oh, why did you do this? Blah, blah, blah. But, um, I think it's a, she was put in a tough situation. Um, a lot of people also didn't, I think, I don't know, maybe you didn't realize, but, uh, they started the program before they even found out about the covenant. And because it was to help battle the insurgents. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it just happened that the first round, actually, technically, it was the second round. uh, It was the Spartan 2 program. Um, They were just coming out of augmentation and uh, had a little bit more training when uh, the Covenant attacked Harvest. Um, And I think it was like 15 or 2515 or something like that. 2517. No. Sorry, I'm mixing up my dates. The program, <laughs> I think the program started in 2517 and then the attack on Harvest was 2525. Uh, Sounds right, yeah. So Chief uh, and his team, Blue Team, they were like 14 when, right? yeah. when the Covenant attacked Harvest because they started the program when they were all six years old, which is kind of crazy to think about. Um, it's very Ender's game. Yeah. Because that's they're supposed to be uh, six to eight in Ender's game. Right. They, they aged them up a bit for the movie, but in the books, they're, they're six to eight. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it was obviously a controversial program, program but um, it ended up literally saving the human race. Um, so I feel like you can't hate Halsey that much. But... This is really the only time the fall in, in the fall of reach that she really seems sympathetic. Um, like, it's true. No spoilers for guardians for you. Cause I, I don't want to ruin it for you or anybody else who hasn't played it yet, but um, she, she is in it and okay. um, she, you know, she's still not really painted as, as a hero uh, or a good guy, really. She's not a villain in five or anything like that, you know, yeah. but she's still not, um, not really painted as a good person. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't call her a good person at all, but I understand, I guess, where she was coming from. And 
uh, it is cool to see in Fall of Reach the bond that she has with John, mm-hmm. Master Chief. Um, I think she even lets her, I mean, she even admits in the movie that she lets herself get a little bit too attached to him. Um, so I liked that it humanized her a little bit more than the games do. And that's definitely true. I mean, she's, she's clearly, she clearly cares about him and I'm not saying she doesn't care about the others too. I know that she, she certainly cares about them, especially all the ones that don't make it through the program. Right. Um, you know, that's, that's clearly sad for her, but she does, she definitely has some kind of really special connection with John, which it's kind of strange because, you know, Cortana obviously has a very special connection with John and Cortana is based on Halsey. (laughs) Halsey, Exactly. Right. So it's, it's like two different versions of the same woman are both the most important person in John's life. Yeah. Right. Uh Um, which is kind of weird to think about. But I guess it, I guess that tracks, right? If the personality is basically the same, um, but but yeah. So those those are those are really interesting, and it's it's sad. Like so, the Fall of Reach, the the animated miniseries. Um, there's some intense, sad moments in there. Like considering it's animated, it's always harder, right? To to make it really emotional, and people are in mech suits and things like that. Right. Um, but. You know, a lot but, of them don't make it through the, like half of them, I think. Don't uh, make it through the program. It's not quite, well, actually, I guess, yeah, it was, I think she said 36. And there was originally 75 in the program. Yeah. So it's just under half. <laughs> that's, that's rough. Which is crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then they lose team members in different missions. Um, I was really like, I'm not going to lie. I teared up about Sam um, uh, when they were attacking the Covenant ship um, mm-hmm. and had to leave it behind. But It's a big moment because they're still pretty young at that point, right? Are, are they still 14 then? They're or? 14 at that age, yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. so for a 14-year-old to understand that like that he can stall a little bit longer and help his friends live and that he also knew that he wasn't, he couldn't go into space anyway. Yeah. Right. Cause his, his suit was punctured. Um, breached, yeah. Yeah. Breached. Yeah. That's, I mean, that was intense, an intense scene. And what's really kind of interesting about this. So they're blue team for, uh, for those who don't know. And um, the remaining members of blue team are the same blue team in halo five guardians. And I mean, there's a pretty big time gap between. Oh, for sure. <clears throat> I would be um, interested to know that time gap. Right. I'm actually I'm looking on the on the wiki because I, I can't quite remember when Halo Five supposedly takes place, but I assume it's a long ways after, um, you know, all the Reach stuff because you know he's been through everything. Like the whole war has been going on, um, right. and you know that's a really long time. So these people have known each other since they were literally children. They train together. They fought together. They are the only ones who've ever gone through this you know, uh, the Spartan two program to have their bodies altered and their genetics altered. And, um, it was pretty intense what they actually went through. Cause like as a kid while playing these games, like sure. Master chief was huge compared to everybody else, but I never really thought about it being any more than the suit amplifying his size. Right. But I mean, like, can't really just have like stilts inside of a suit <laughs> but i get what you're saying like yeah you don't really 
think about the fact of like what he would have had to go through to get that size. Um, Cause and... they, they split them open. Like they, they graft stuff onto their skeletal structure, like Wolverine. And their mu- yeah. And muscular muscle, musculatory system and all of that. Um, and I mean, that's why so many of them didn't survive. Right. Uh, Cause I mean, I, you know, you think about like if you watch the Wolverine movies, like what he went through, but he can heal. You know, unlike a normal human, these these kids are still they're still human, right? They're you know um, they might be special, but they still had to survive that. And yeah, yeah you you have to watch a couple in uh, the Fall of Reach. You have to watch a few of them die, and it's it's pretty intense. Um, oh, so here you go. So Guardians takes place in twenty five fifty eight. Okay. Um, so, so that's not even as late as I would have expected, but, um, that's, that, I guess that makes sense because, so moving on to Ford on to Dawn, uh, the miniseries, uh, it, so Chief ends up coming in and kind of saving the day, but they're still, I think it's right after the fall of Reach, or sorry, they are on Reach, I believe, right? And... Yeah, Cabrillo Academy. Was that supposed to be on Reach? I must have missed no, that. No, actually, no. I figured that was just a different, a different. I think planet. it's a different planet, actually. I want to say it starts with a C. I don't know. Anyway, um, but Chief comes in and essentially saves the day with his team. I mean, he, Kelly's the one that is piloting the Pelican that comes in for the, um. For the rescue basically and mm-hmm. uh i think they're it's probably not very long after the end of fall of uh, the mini series fall of reach uh so they're probably maybe 15 16 at that point but yeah i mean that seems like a good guess uh because you know like so lasky has to grow up and become an right. adult right because lasky's he... in halo 4 Right. Yeah. Exactly. And he's actually chief superior officer right. at the, by the end of Halo 4, uh, which is a great scene at the very end, by the way. Yeah. Um, so it looks like, let's see, well, that's for, oh, well, I guess not. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. That's, that's at the end of, of 4. Never mind. Got the dates wrong. But yeah, so anyway, um, so 4 Unto Dawn was, was pretty cool, though. Uh, the fact that it was live action made things a lot more difficult for them yeah. uh, to produce, you know, production wise. And I thought it actually looked pretty damn good. I thought so too, honestly. Um, it is, I've owned the movie. I mean, so I, I think it was originally re- released as a mini series, but I've always seen it as the actual movie. Um, but it is one of my favorites. I'm not going to lie. I like being able to see, um, I guess, the more human perspective of what was going on and seeing, I mean, the Academy and how they're having to struggle with like mentally, as far as fighting the insurgents and, um, and then all of a sudden this new war is upon them and figuring out how to deal with that. Cause you don't really ever get to see that in the games Mm -hmm. because by the time the games are starting, you already know you're fighting the covenant. Like, Right. Um, and you're, you're usually a master chief and he is a, a special type of person. 
Right. You know, uh, whereas a lot of these other people have normal families, uh, you know, and so like Lasky, for example, you know, his mom, uh, well, his brother, his, his brother gets killed. He, on yeah, some he was mission. ODST. You know? uh, and John, like, we don't know that John really has siblings. He could have. He could have. <laughs> I mean, you know. We'll see. Replace them. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, um, so, like, we never really get to know, like, what the actual Spartans, they don't have a, a family other than each other, right? Yeah. Versus these people, these people have families. They know their parents. They know their siblings. And they feel those losses when they don't get to be around those people. So it definitely makes it more grounded. Yeah. I think. I think uh, the other good thing is, um, oh shoot, I just lost my train of thought. Well, while you try and find it, interesting facts about Forward Unto Dawn. It was shot in only 25 days wow. in Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, the budget was a little under $10 million for, for okay. the whole thing. Um, but 25 days, that's a, that's a pretty tight shooting schedule and there's not a lot of CGI. Um, the wiki says there's 500 shots of, of CGI involved, uh, which is about 25% of it. But I mean, you know, the, the warthog looked great. Master Chief and his armor looked great. Well, so the, I know they did have, uh, costumers for a lot of the, well, not a lot of, but several of the master chief scenes mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure they did have some costumers so it might have been some light cgi for him um and then i know there is a guy that has built a warthog in real life um i follow him on instagram so i've never done the research to see if they actually used his warthog but i would imagine that they did um and that's why it looks so good um, that's fair um yeah I still can't remember my train of thought, but it's fine. <laughs> well, I've got I've got the years now. So so Halo Five takes place in twenty five fifty eight, and it takes place uh, just eight months after Halo Four. Okay. Forward Unto Dawn takes place thirty one years before Halo Four, so that puts us at uh, about twenty five twenty six. So about a year after the fall of Reach. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. There's the timeline there. Mm. Um, but when they, so in, in Forward Unto Dawn, you do get to see a few Covenant up close and they looked really good. I mean, did. like given the tight shooting schedule and the tight budget for this, this is just a proof of concept for what a full blown live action, like high production value Halo show could look like is very promising. Yes. Uh, I am interested to see. Uh, so apparently Showtime has a cast ready for a Halo series that will air on Showtime. It's, according to IMDb, supposed to release sometime next year. Um, so I will be very excited to see how that goes. Um, I'm also kind of interested to see what the storyline will be and what part of the timeline it's going to be in. Yes, that's my big question, right? Because I think one of the risks with doing a show in the Halo universe is a large part of the population really just cares about Chief and or Cortana. And so can you focus on them without contradicting the games or spoiling the games? 
Um, I suppose you could literally just do movie versions of the older games and flesh out those narratives. Um, yeah, I I don't know how I would feel about that, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know if that's like, really been done before. I don't think so either. Um, but there are a lot of books uh, that are considered canon in, in the Halo world that they could they could do like The Fall of Reach. The Fall of Reach is based on uh, the first Halo novel. Um, I think it would be cool to see, I guess, the gap between uh, the miniseries Fall of Reach and then I guess that few, I mean, maybe five years afterwards between the actual Fall of Reach. Mm-hmm. Um. I remember my point from earlier. Sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> I figured we'd get uh, there. <laughs> ADHD. No big deal. Um, the other thing I liked about um, Forward Unto Dawn was that be, you kind of forget that the Spartan program is still very secretive. Um, and people, it's not like widely known that mm-hmm. it's out there. Uh, and so, I mean, the cadet searching for uh, footage and just stumbling upon it and then thinking he got busted because it was so highly uh, classified information. Uh, I thought that was a cool point to, I guess, reinforce in that movie that, I mean, not a lot of people really knew about the Spartans and then, and it, they were still such a, like a, uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, even the Arbiters are called them, uh, the ghost demons right. and so well the kids the the recruits or the cadets i mean uh they i mean they even weren't sure it was a real person they thought maybe it was a robot or something like that you know? right uh which yeah. i mean I, I if that's your first exposure I, that's a seems like a reasonable guess certainly doesn't yeah. look like a person um, that's seven foot tall yeah <laughs> right and you know um it's it's a it's a cool idea that you know these guys these people have been in combat for a year and people do, still don't really know about them now so i guess to be fair the the human race is pretty spread out by this point in the future over many systems and many planets and, yeah you know maybe news just doesn't travel that fast um but that's true it, i mean that was part of the problem with harvest was that their relays couldn't get information out fast enough mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I guess, you know, you would think a military group would at least know what their own military is doing. But, you know, maybe not, right? What do I know? Um, but I thought that that was, that was really well done. Yeah. Um, so, so speaking of, like, some of the gaps between stuff, here's something that always confused me. So after they went back and did the Halo Reach game, which is basically the game of rescuing Cortana from the planet Reach, and that ties almost directly into the beginning of CE. Right. When it, it's, it's at the beginning of CE, Cortana knows you as Master Chief, right? They already know each other. Right. So when I want to know how they really met and what they Ooh. did before she ended up back on Reach, because there must have been at least some mission that took place. And then Cortana was returned to Halsey. Well, that, you know, you're right. That's, that would, that's what I want to see in a show actually is because after that first mission they had fighting the covenant in the, the miniseries fall of reach um, at that point, that was their first mission with a Mjolnir armor. Mm-hmm. And so they don't have AIs yet. 
right. incorporated in their armor. Um, and so as we kind of discuss, I mean, at the end of that miniseries, it flashes to them being older and Reach being destroyed. But yeah, I want to see the space in between that because they would have returned back to their compound and continued training and eventually probably gotten an AI. And I mean, so then is it, is there one AI per Spartan or is it per fire team, which is uh, consists of five Spartans? Um, so That's I guess good question. It, it would make a little bit more sense that there would be one per fire team. And since chief John was the commander of that fire team, mm -hmm. he would have had the AI. So in theory, that would have been how he met Cortana. It's a really good question because when you, we don't really get to know any of the other fire teams and even in guardians where there is fire team Osiris, I never get any inkling that they have an AI between them. Right. Right. And so now they're not, I mean, they're kind of Spartans, but they're not Spartans. They're not ODST anymore. I wonder if they're part of the Spartan 3 program. Maybe, and I'm, maybe or... I missed that. Because like they were ODST. In fact, Nathan Fillion's character is from ODST, like the game. Yeah. Um, but okay. they're, not, they're not ODST anymore. So I don't know. I, but they, they don't seem to have an AI. And so the only AI we get to know at least from everything that I've watched, um, which does not include Nightfall. I have not seen Nightfall, but everything else, there's only two AI that you ever see. The one that Halsey has in The Fall of Reach animated, um, drawing a blank on her name, and then Cortana. Yeah. Um, oh, well, that's not true. I, I apologize. In Guardians, well, the ships, there are a bunch of say, AI. All the ships have their own yeah. AIs, yeah. But that's so, also, I mean, like a giant ship that needs an AI to go run well and some of the colonies have ai too um that that's a big deal but like as far as an individual having ai as as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Part of their system. Mm -hmm. I think Chief is the only one that we ever see have that. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. And that's got to create a unique situation 
which is basically the premise for Halo 5 um, of a person and an AI actually getting close and, and caring for each other in a more emotional way. Whereas right. like if your AI stays on the ship the entire time, then you do they ever really- bond. Right, exactly. Do they really make human connections? Um, and Cortana and Chief obviously do. So, because uh, like without without any spoilers for people who may not know Halo Five, and, and you know, for you, it's um, fine. <laughs> uh, it's so fine. you know, spoiler alert. But the whole premise. So at the end of Halo Four, Cortana sacrifices herself to save John. Right. Uh, but you find out that she survives. She gets sucked into the forerunner domain which um kind of feels like the grid in tron or something like that and she is able to basically heal herself of the rampancy that ai have and um is trying to find you trying to find john yeah. and so halo 5 starts with you and, and blue team basically going on record pace missions mission after mission non-stop because clearly you're not handling the loss of Cortana particularly well. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And when, when evidence of Cortana shows up, you of course want to go find her and see where she is and bring her home. But basically the UNSC says, no, come, come back and we'll send our own team. And Mm, I don't like that. <laughs> you you decide to go after Cortana, and the rest of Blue Team decides to go with you, and then Fire Team Osiris is sent to bring you in. Oh, okay. So that's that's the general premise of the game without really giving anything away. Yeah. Um, and so you go back and forth. It's kind of like Halo Two. So if part of the game you play as Chief, part of the game you play as uh, Locke, who's the, the Osiris team leader. Okay. And so there's that back and forth. Um, in the game. I can't quite remember if it's even or not. It's been a little while since I played it. I did rewatch all the, the cut scenes as a refresher, but um, cool. yeah, so that's, that's kind of the premise for five. And so it's all about, about Cortana again. And so um, that's kind of like, if I had any concerns about the franchise, it's that she, she's become so central to, to the story that at some point they have to break free of that and bring in other elements. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's why I like ODST so much because it's so disconnected from the mainline story. Um, True. You know, it's not about Chief. It's not about Cortana. You're just soldiers fighting the Covenant, you know, trying to protect Earth because um, the, the I think the whole game takes place on Earth, uh, which is kind of cool to see Earth in the 26th century. Um, yeah. But... You know, I I don't want to ruin Halo Five for you, and I'm trying to think about how to talk about Infinite without doing that. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, like honestly, I should have played it by now, <laughs> so it's fine. It's it's okay. So it's because you know it's it's been five years. Um, yeah, it you know. really like I'm super behind the times. I'm like kind of a bad Halo nerd that I haven't played it yet. <laughs> Well, because, like, I, I have so many questions. So have you watched any of the trailers or teasers for Infinite yet? Um, so I think I've seen, like, one or two. Um, There's only three. So Okay, well, there you go. So it kind of seems like uh, Chief went off the grid or, like, they didn't maybe 
know if he was alive still and then he just kind of shows up and starts saving people again yeah so okay so the teasers for for infinite have the same problem that i think that the teasers for guardians had right because like the teaser for guardian was like chief has like that cloak on and he's in the desert and he's like holding on to cortana's ai chip right uh-huh. and then like none of that is in the game in the game <laughs> <laughs> like that's just not in the game okay? yeah because it gave you this sense of like he's on his own like he's totally left and he's just by himself and that's not right. that's not in the game at all <laughs> that doesn't happen he has his team and they support him and love him and want to help him the entire time and so right. <laughs> um so in this, right <laughs> and so i mean okay so halo 5 more or less ends with the largest cliffhanger in the series okay. uh, that I really don't know how they're going to be able to like write themselves out of. And normally I would see a, a cliffhanger like this as like almost a screw you to the next development team, you know, but this is still yeah. three, four, three. It's not Bungie trying to hand it off and trying to be, right. you know, sneaky about it. This is, this was three, four, three's decision. And like, as an example, I don't, are, are you into Star Trek at all? A little bit. A little bit. So back in the next generation, there was the big two-parter Borg episode, The Best of Both Worlds. And it was a massive cliffhanger that spanned seasons. So like you had to wait like three months to find out what was going to happen. And the way it was written, the guy who wrote the first half wasn't supposed to be back the next season. So he was like, I'm just going to write like the coolest cliffhanger I possibly can. And then somebody else will have to worry about getting out of it next year but then he, they brought him back and he had to figure out how to do it he had uh, screwed himself. that's um, hilarious because the first the first half is pretty unanimously believed to be much stronger than the second half of the cliffhanger yeah so i feel like this is the case i feel like four had this really wonderful emotional ending that was really strong and then five leads you on this absolutely insane cliffhanger that i just don't know how you resolve um the short of it is cortana's the antagonist now um she doesn't think she is she thinks she what she's doing is is for the greater good and she's kind of she's kind of believing a bit of what the forerunners were trying to do um and um and so she's she has basically uh recruited a ton of other ai to join her uh, which include most ships um, and a lot of, of colony AI. And you and Fireteam Osiris and Blue Team are basically like the only ones who can do anything about it. Oh, wow. And That's s- intense. Yeah. I, it, but I was worried about that, honestly, the whole time you're playing four and she's like going through rampancy and everything. And I'm like, oh, I'm really going to be upset if they make Cortana the bad guy. <laughs> Um, that's why i was glad that she she sacrifices herself for john i felt like that was such a good end yeah yeah and Um, it's fitting for their relationship it is but like you know it's one of those things where like they the writers know that like that's what most people come to halo for is their relationship by that point you know because you know she's with with him all through one and two and then you have to save her in three and so she saves you in four um you know, and so yeah. it, I, I get that narratively. But now, so the the, the teasers, they, they have these three teasers. And you're, again, 
in two two of them has Master Chief in them, and you're alone. You you don't have your team. Neither team. Both teams are missing. It's just you again, and right. your helmet is fixed, which is a continuity issue because your visor gets cracked in Halo Five. It's kind of a big moment. Yeah. Um, and so like it's just fine now. And so I don't know if that means like something happened and he got a new suit or or what, um, or if that's just bad continuity. Uh, right. And then and then the the most recent one is a is a transmission you get from the banished. And I don't know a ton about the Banished because I know they were more of Halo Wars, which I have not played the Halo Wars I haven't Wars played games. those either. They look interesting, but it's just a totally different style of game too. Yeah, they're, they're real-time strategy games, which actually is one of my favorite genres, but I just never got around to it. I play Age of Empires and Age of Mythology and, and that type of thing. But um, the Banished are now back. And so you've got Cortana, who's more or less trying to take over our section of the galaxy and then the banished show up and they're also bad guys like do you really need another bad guy on top of like because cortana now controls most of the ai and all of their resources as well as the forerunner technology do you do you need to bring in covenant bad guys right so i don't know i don't know what where they're going with yeah i don't know i guess really the only thing i saw was that it was like there was a team that was but it was like the marines or something that were Mm -hmm. stranded they had crash landed and then all of a sudden she shows up out of nowhere over that hill where he's got the helmet in his hand and you're like oh they're gonna be fine chief's there (laughs) (laughs) right yeah it's it's another halo (laughs) ring right we're back on the ring and that's fine uh but i don't know how he gets there from the end of five and the names of the games, have, uh, you know, it's kind of funny because you know, the first four are really just numbered at the end of the right. game. And because um, I think Combat Evolved was less of a title and more of a statement on what the game was doing to first person shooters. Yeah. But Guardians is named after a pivotal narrative part of the game. Ooh, okay. So is Infinite also narratively part of the game or is it just a cool title right i mean (laughs) that's a good question um a lot of the i mean a lot of the names have had correspondences with the the ships as well and so i mean there was unsc infinity that's true um and i mean ford and sudan was a ship um i feel like there's another one another one I'm missing, but so I don't know. I would be interested to see if they tie it in with that, but. Well, so that makes a lot of sense because the ship in five is the infinity. It's still the infinity. Okay. Yeah. It's, so it's last year's ship. still part of the, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Good to know. And uh, Ro- Roland is the ship's AI. He's pretty right. cool. He's got like a bomber jacket and everything like that. His design is actually really good. They, cu- they talk about Roland in the book that, so the, this the field manual is um it's basically treating you as if you are a new spartan 4 recruit part of the spartan 4 program so they've figured out how to um do augmentation as an adult um so it's safer so that makes a little bit more sense when you were talking about um team you said osiris right that Mm -hmm. used to be odsts so that's the whole thing with spartan 4 program is that 
they uh, have already been in UNSC service um, and have been distinguished and whatever else. And so they have been admitted into the program um, and have gone through augmentation um, as an adult. But it is still a different program because they don't have, I mean, yes, they have the years of experience as far as being in the military, but it's not like chief and uh, blue team growing up, essentially learning how to strategize and do all of, I mean, it's basically a military academy right? when you're six, so. And uh, it's a big, it's a big tonal difference in Guardians between the two teams because Osiris, they're, they're buddies, they're friends. They talk about who's going to buy the next round of drinks and stuff like that. And yeah. on blue team, they don't ever have social conversations. And that doesn't surprise me in the slightest, just because of the environment that they grew up in. I mean, those training exercises that they were doing literally as kids, I mean, they were pretty brutal. Uh, yeah. The one where they are basically dropped off in the middle of nowhere uh, and each given a piece of a map and told to find their way home. And the last one on the ship has to walk home. Well, of course, chief doesn't accept that. And he, they attack a UNSC <laughs> team and take the ship for themselves. So everybody makes it home. I mean, it's just a totally different camaraderie as opposed to like your typical uh, like grew up having a normal childhood and then going into the military or I mean, or even like in Ford into Dawn and they are still, even if they're doing a military academy, uh, I don't know. I just feel like it's, there's more on the line or there was more on the line with the Spartan 2 program and they are just more, have a more seriousness, I guess, about them mm -hmm. than I could see where it would be different with the Spartan force. Um, that they would still have, I guess, a little bit more, I don't know, lightheartedness or whatever you want to call it. Right. Well, because they, they had lives prior to this, right. I think is, is the real key. And I'm looking at the wiki because there's, there's just so much lore here and you're absolutely right. So Osiris is, they, they are Spartan fours and the infinity is actually the head of operations for Spartan four. Okay. So that's exactly who they are. So you're absolutely right. Um, so there you go. Um, which is, which is kind of interesting. And so I guess, I guess they're not all ODSTs, just Buck, who's played by Nathan Fillion was an ODST. The others were Oni. Yeah. Okay. Um, it seemed like most of them came from Oni, but it would also make sense that some of them would be ODSTs. Mm -hmm. Cause I, I mean, I would also be interested to find out, I guess, how ODSTs play a role, um, I guess more in this later part of the, I mean, the timeline, I mean, you don't really right. see them at all. I mean, yes, they have their own game. I don't know the timeline on that. Cause like I said, I haven't played it, but um, it seems it, like they were more integral in like the fight on earth. than you don't really see them doing the fights on the rings or anything like that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, I think ODST, because it's Halo 3, ODST is the official title. I think they take place at the same time. I think okay. it's a companion game. I'd have to check on that. But That sounds right. But yeah, so it's still, you know, it's, it's earlier than this. It's, so I don't think the Spartan 4s exist yet, necessarily. Right. Uh, but maybe they do. I don't know. I, I don't know enough about that. 
That's a yeah. good question. It would just be interesting to know, like, if they continued the ODST program, because you just don't really see it. Like, you don't see them in Halo 4 at all. Um, so I, I don't know. I wouldn't be upset about having another ODST game, I guess. No, that would be super cool. Because I think just mechanically it brought some some really great things to the Halo franchise. Uh, narratively, it's more sophisticated, I think, than any of the other ones back then. Four and five are pretty big leaps, but um, yeah. I think that would have been, I think it would be really cool to see more of that. I, I would definitely play more companion stories. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. you know, um, man, I forgot man, the voice cast in ODST is crazy. So the, the main voice cast is Adam Baldwin, Nolan North, Alan Tudyk, and Nathan Fillion, and uh, uh, oh. Trisha Heffler, which wow. is just like, Amazing. A crazy voice cast, yeah. Uh, it's been a while since I've played that one, and so that's that's pretty cool. Um, and, but I'm not seeing a date. I was hoping to find a date for when it takes place, but I do not. Hmm. I do not see that. I guess it doesn't necessarily say. I'd have to replay it. But yeah. since it's called Halo 3 ODST, I think it's just a safe assumption to assume they take place around the same time. At the same time, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so for Infinite now, um, you know, they're, they're supposed to be bringing back local co-op, which is good. Yeah. Uh, of course, you know, part of the narrative for local co-op rarely makes any sense. In 5, it actually is, is one of the rare times co-op works narratively because you have teams. So whoever's the... didn't have it. <laughs> right, well, because like in the first Halo game, when you play co-op, you're both Master Chief yeah yeah it's weird <laughs> right and then like cutscenes would still only have one of you you know yeah. um but in five when you're playing whoever's the first player gets to play as either chief or lock and then the second player gets to play as one of the other team members yeah that's why i did like uh reach too because it made more sense because you were a team you were a fire team exactly right and i mean reach also brought in a lot of customization whereas you got you had control over yeah. who you were it was cool um, which was great. I mean, you could play as a man or a woman. You could customize your armor a lot more heavily. Yeah, uh, your style of fighting um, heavily depended on your armor. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, up until that point, you were Master Chief. Yeah. You know, or the Arbiter. I guess you had been able to play as him. Um, <laughs> right. True. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So for for Halo Infinite, knowing that you haven't played Guardians quite yet, is there anything that you're hopeful for or anything that you really don't want to see in Halo Infinite? Who? It's a big question. That is a big question. Um, knowing that Cortana is kind of the protagonist in this, it sounds like. Um, ooh, I think it would be really hard for me to like, it, like kind of like you said inevitably cortana is going to have to go away um yeah and so i think for me the saving grace would be at least maybe at the very end if she kind of goes back to her previous state or whatever and like you know what i mean because it would be just like completely crushing if she goes out or dies or you have to destroy her and there's no like semblance of the old Cortana. I think that would just be 
completely devastating. <laughs> oh, I'm with you. I, I really want the resolution to be John convincing her to end things and she choosing to do that. Right. I, I think that would be the best for for the whole narrative for all of those characters because john's had to sacrifice a lot and forcing him to to essentially murder her um you know i think is just kind of mean at this point <laughs> yeah it's too far it would be way too far it would, yeah after everything he's done and been through and like yeah it would be too much i think that it could easily if they do that it would turn a lot of fans away too mm -hmm. i think you're right um Personally, I would like to see this be the end of their story for both of them. And I kind of agree. Maybe they both go out together. I don't know. But I think that in order for Halo to continue to survive as a franchise, I think it needs more. Um, and yeah. I think this would be a good spot for them to go. They both would have played through two trilogies, which is a lot of gameplay. Yeah. And you know, you've got these other characters around. You could focus on Osiris. You could bring in other other characters, uh, focus yeah. on more, like you said, more ODST, ODST. stuff, um, and just move on from John and Cortana. I think it would be a good end to this second trilogy, essentially. Um, mm -hmm. I completely agree with that because you can only milk it for so much. Um, just yeah. like Fast and the Furious and stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, there's only so many times you can play the exact same story over and over again. Um, so as sad as it would be to see that, uh, it's not like you can't go back and replay the games. I mean, everybody still does that because uh, right. you love the games i mean that's why you play it and but i do want to see there i mean the halo folklore and everything is there's just so much to it i mean i it would be interesting to see something more related to nightfall um or odsts or i mean whatever else or i mean like do something like it i guess it would be almost kind of like a reboot of combat evolved but like or and with a mix of i guess reach but do like you are brand new in the spartan 4 program kind of like this manual um and it's you going through and then going through the program and learning about everything and um i mean that could be cool too mm -hmm. yeah or maybe you know there's always going to be another program so spartan 5 what could they be that's different maybe in the wake of seeing so many AI turn against us that maybe they go a different route and maybe they start looking at cybernetic enhancements, you know, uh, that require yeah. less external armor or something like that. Well, I mean, so the Spartans all do have, um, the AIs and everything work internally with their system. Um, hold on. They have That's with the suit though, right? But it's, it's, it's in there even without the suit. Let me see if I can find it. Um, it's part of their actual augmentation. Hmm. If I can find it. Because I was always under the impression that the AI was basically stored in the helmet and then it could control all of the armor. Yes, but they are, there's essentially chips within their body that. Uh, it works with. So, I mean, they're enhanced even without the armor, mm -hmm. 
but they had to get that enhancement so the armor wouldn't kill them right because it was so powerful yeah um which is kind of a an interesting concept in itself that people would design armor that a person couldn't wear but (laughs) that's right Right. (laughs) it's pretty crazy Um, um but you know maybe maybe they have to go a route then where they try to make all of this work better without without AI. Because I would imagine there's no way that Earth, the the, you know, the UNSC forces leave this battle with Cortana and feel comfortable with AI afterwards. Uh, that's a very right. sci-fi problem. Star Trek's done it a bunch of times and things like that, where you know people will start to be leery of that technology. Yeah, I could totally see that, and it would be nice to see another. Um, more team-based kind of like apparently five um, and reach mm-hmm. um, I enjoy the team-based um, approach to the games um, and I mean maybe it's Halsey coming up with a different kind of AI and maybe you assisting her in that or something like that mm. or cool. I guess whoever would take over for Halsey because Halsey's kind of old at this point to be honest um, yeah, she is. Yeah. So maybe it's somebody taking Halsey's place, which could also open up a whole new type of story, and could mm-hmm. be really cool. But um, I really wish I could find this. Oh, it's all good. Yeah. Next um, time. So okay, so we've talked we've talked a lot about different different aspects of of the Halo franchise. Is there anything else you wanted to make sure that we touched on? Hmm. Not necessarily. I think next time I think it would be fun to cover some more of the like the, the vehicles and the weapons and stuff like that. I think that would be fun to talk about next time. I think that's a good idea. We could just do like a deep dive into the technology. Yeah. Um, bring in that little uh, teaser of how Bungie actually got their inspiration from the movie Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> and if you've never noticed it, go back and watch aliens and you're gonna be like oh my gosh (laughs) it's pretty awesome that's a great idea i think we will definitely have to do that soon i think that's a good one yeah all right well then i think this is a good place to stop so we can save that conversation for another another time um so caroline if people wanted to reach out to you talk about halo or if you want to talk a little bit about some of the other stuff non-Halo things that you do, um, go, go right ahead. Yeah. Uh, so I am at Danvers Cosplay on Instagram. Uh, I technically have it on Facebook, but I'm honestly not on it much. Um, I am also part of the Just Us League. Uh, I do Supergirl for that. We are a charity organization that helps uh, kind of boost different charity events um, as far as attendance and just kind of helping out being there for kids and getting them excited about things distractions but um yeah go check out my cosplay page on instagram um i'm in the middle of a build. well i've been on a, in the middle of a build of a spartan for a long time but uh i'm determined to finish it this year uh and working on becoming a member of uh the 405th which is going to be really cool uh we have the midwest regiment here um and so i've been starting to make some more connections within that group but what is the 405th uh so it is uh kind of the equivalent of the 501st for 
uh, oh. Star Wars. Uh, it's the Halo costuming community. Gotcha. Um, so you can go uh, online and join as a member and they've got um, all the different costuming. I mean, um, like Pepecura files, um, 3D printing files for armor and weapons and all of that stuff. And so, and if you wanted to, you could uh, join a, a regiment. So um, they've nice. got the Pacific, Midwest, uh, South. I mean, there's several. It's it's pretty cool. And uh, I think one of the big things I was bummed on missing out last year, especially with everything going on this year, was um, the uh, Halo Con. Um, I'm sure yeah. Discovery. It was called Halo Discovery. Um, and so, I mean, you got to see the world's tallest Spartan, Jonathan Groves, who's a super cool person. Um, I'm pretty sure the guy I was talking about that has the warthog, I can't think of his name right now, um, was there. And so a lot of the 405th got to help work the events and essentially get to attend them for free. And I think um, I was hoping to go this year, but um, everything got canceled. So right. uh, fingers crossed they bring it back next year. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I've always wanted to make my own Spartan armor, uh, specific, specifically. I've always wanted to make church's armor from red versus blue. Um, yeah. I'm a, I'm a huge red versus blue junkie. I, uh, even though some of the earlier seasons have not aged well as it goes <laughs> on and they realized yeah. that it was popular and they started actually like writing a, a big story. Um, it gets pretty good in the later seasons. Um, I used to put it on while I was working on my armor and just kind of have it on in the background, but I'll have to start it again. Um, Season 17 just came out on Blu-ray. Oh, May. wow. Yeah. Um, and That's so a lot of seasons. It is. It is. I'm a little behind. Um, I haven't watched 14, uh, or 15, 16, and 17, so I just I ordered those so I can watch those. But uh, six, 6, 7, and 8 is a really good trilogy. That okay. They, uh, they got to finally introduce like actual animation and broke out of the game uh, with the game engine, which was cool. Okay. Interesting. And, it looks really good. The music was a step up. And, yeah. Uh, they used to be on Netflix. Are they not anymore? Uh, they've been pulled off of other services because I guess the parent company of Rooster Teeth is actually Warner Brothers, uh, which Got I didn't it. know until like a week ago. And so they're, they're going to be moving everything to HBO Max. Okay. So, But you can go to Rooster Teeth, their website, and you can stream every episode on their website. Now – you know the episodes are only like five minutes at a time right so it's not quite as seamless as when you get it on blu-ray or something right um, but you could watch them okay so interesting but i actually have so they remastered all of them to get them onto xbox live microsoft required them to be remastered uh because the very originals were actually shot on an xbox i was gonna say the original xbox <laughs> yeah and back then, there were no machinima controls built into the game. So they actually had to crop it to cut out, like, the, the gun that you could see and the HUD display. And yeah. so it was really narrow, and the resolution was really low. And yeah. uh, so I actually have the first four seasons in their original form, um, which That's is kind of cool. cool to watch. There's some mistakes. Like, there's, oh, yeah. there's one scene where, like, the, the Tucker character is just completely the wrong color. They just selected the wrong character. You know? <laughs> you know? um, 
That's which great. is kind of funny. Uh, and so they did a shot for shot remake of the first five seasons or four seasons to make them remastered. Um, wow. For Xbox Live. Yeah. Wow. That sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> I'm sure it was. I think the audio is the same. I think okay. they, re- they, they got to reuse the audio. That helps. I was going to say, I don't know how you would like recreate that. Yeah. There's some cool stuff in there because Microsoft Xbox, their division, uh, had to actually put machinima controls into the games to make it easier for like the rooster teeth guys to do what they do. Because um, yeah. some of the original stuff was a bug. There was a, there was a bug in the original game that allowed you to look forward to point your gun straight down. So that way, in the original Red versus Blue, they're not just always aiming at each other when they're talking. There you <laughs> but, go. See, I didn't even know that. Huh. And the bug was fixed in later games, and they couldn't do it anymore. So Xbox patched in the feature so it could be done again. That's um, funny. And some other things, you know, the way the foundry works and stuff like that uh, was designed more to help machinima people. Like, you can hide the HUD and di- get different camera angles and stuff like that, because... In the original, there's this beautiful shot that opens up the show where they pan up to the top of the blue base and blood gulch or red base and blood gulch. And in order to do it, they had to have somebody stand on the very end of the tank's turret. And like it took them forever. Like some of these to shots get like, positioned, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to oh get like, certain things to blow up correctly and flip correctly. Like it was all done in game. Um oh. You know, there was no camera. The camera was another character. Right. You know, and so, um, yeah, we, I mean, that's a separate conversation. I'm going down a rabbit hole, but. <laughs> Easy to do. It's okay. Uh, but yeah, so we'll, we'll wrap up here. Uh, please, everybody, uh, uh, check out the Just Us League and, and check out Danvers Cosplay. And um, I'm going to look up the, the 405th because that sounds really cool. And yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll bring you on again. We'll talk some more Halo stuff deal. Can't wait. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us and we will talk to you next time. Thanks. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used indeed. If you need to hire, you need indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that discussion on the Halo franchise with my friend Caroline. We will be doing this again soon to talk more detailed Halo stuff. Like we said in the conversation, we'll be talking about Halo vehicles, Halo weapons, different technologies. So I hope that you look forward to that. Next week, we will have another full episode, and I'll be bringing on a, a special guest. If you remember or listened way back when I hosted the show the first time around during those first 60 episodes, I had a co-host for the majority of that, my buddy John. John is going to be joining me again next week. We will be talking about the Resident Evil video game franchise, um, focusing on how players can get into the franchise if they have not played those games before, what a good point of entry is. We'll be discussing all of the remasters that exist today, remasters that we may get or want in the future, as well as thoughts on the upcoming Resident Evil 8 Village that was shown for the first time at the PS5 Future of Gaming event a couple of weeks ago. So I hope you will join us next week for our Resident Evil conversation. And as always, game on. Gamer Heroes is produced by the Heroes Podcast Network and hosted by me, Derek Mayer. Follow me at the Star Trek Dude on Twitter. You can subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Podcast Addict, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Gamer Heroes Pod or Facebook and Instagram at Heroes Podcasts. Stream our latest episodes and catch other HPN shows on our website, HeroesPodcasts.com. Game on. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.